All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another week of the Football Lab Podcast. As usual, I'm Corey, your host, joined as always by Jared. Uh, Jared, week six is in the books. We are officially halfway through the regular season, and chaos reigns. Dude, I I think uh, at the halfway point, I think we can officially say that this is more wild than 2007. And the funny thing is, it was very close to being an even wilder weekend. Um, yeah, we really got let down on some some potentially huge upsets. We got yeah. one. We got one. We got, we got D one. one. Huge upset. Sherman <laughs> is about uh, so six more teams. Six more ranked teams lost in week six. Only two of those are unranked. The other other ones were ranked on ranked matchups. Uh, Forty ranked teams have now lost heading into week seven. Still the most all time. Um, Notre Dame, Michigan, Wake Forest, and SMU all barely survived. So we could have had. 10 ranked teams go down in week six, which would have been just insane. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Wake Forest and Notre Dame sk- escaped by the skin of their teeth. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think SMU did too. Uh, the big, obviously, the headline of the weekend uh, Texas AM 3 and 2, 0 oh, 2 in SEC play, takes down the juggernaut that is Alabama. Um, but really, I mean, I, I think to me the highlight of the weekend is we had four just amazing. Actually, you probably go to five or six, and it, it was incredible. Yeah, but it, it was definitely one of the greatest weekends for college football. Um, you had Texas and OU in the Red River Shootout. You had Georgia, Auburn, Bama, Texas A and M. You had Ole Miss, Arkansas. Ole Miss, Ar- oh my God, Ole Miss, Arkansas was actually an insane game. A hundred and three points scored. Yeah. I mean, uh, Notre Dame Michigan was a really entertaining game. Yeah. I mean, Notre, Notre Dame Notre, Virginia Tech was really entertaining. Um, yeah, just I mean Iowa Penn State was great. It was just a great weekend. Yeah, that's the other one Iowa and Penn State. So we uh, we finally know who's tops in the Big Ten. Um, well, I don't know, dude. I mean, we'll get to that game later. But I mean, you still make a case. I mean, Penn State lost their starting quarterback. Oh yeah, still all barely lost. I, I would argue that Penn State wins that game. Oh, for sure. Had he not got hurt, their offense but, died as soon as he got hurt. Yeah, but I mean they, they were they were winning easily. But yeah, we'll we'll get into that more in depth here in a minute. But yeah, this weekend was just absolutely just loaded with great football. Uh, and then to top it all off, you had UConn versus UMass. <laughs> so so the, the game's on the list, but I guess I'll go ahead and talk about it now. I tried for thirty minutes to find a stream. It was so bad. None of my usual streaming sites carried it. I I even checked like the actual broadcasters. It was like no one you've ever heard of. So I think it was almost. This goes back to like the days we grew up in college football, where not every game was televised. Yeah, they. uh, (laughs) For sure, just there was no way you were going to find that game. I believe. If I wasn't already kind of like in a rush to set everything up when I got home because I had a I had an event in the morning, uh, I probably could have found it, but I just didn't. I didn't have time to devote to it, and I really didn't want to waste an hour because I mean, I spent thirty minutes. I didn't want to waste an hour trying to find it when there's so many other games to watch. Oh yeah, there's yeah. Uh, so the top five now is UGA at number one, Iowa at number two, Cincinnati at three, Oklahoma at four, Bam at five. Um, I put this top five in here because I just thought it was one of the weirder sounding top fives that we've had in a long time because it doesn't involve Clemson, Ohio State. Well, I mean, three, it's over half or 
pretty regular names to the top five. Iowa and Cincy are way, I mean, that's... And that's the more or less Cincy being at three, and it looks like Cincy, I mean, at best moves up another spot or two if UGA drops one randomly or Iowa does. Um, but they Dude, certainly Cincinnati at number one would be that would, would be, be wild. <laughs> would but they're be not wild. I, I can't imagine. I mean, their best shot at losing another game is this weekend against UCF, and I just don't see it happening. Well, no, I think they're they're. The oh, only SMU, real shot, SMU. SMU. Late, yeah. Last last game in the uh, season, regular season for them. Yeah, you're right. That's you're right. Be very exciting. Hopefully. And the fact that SMU escaped to remain undefeated yep. makes that yep. game even wilder. So. Uh, one thing that did kind of stick out to me is uh, I, I don't think I think Bama should have been dropped lower. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I mean, I don't know how much lower you drop them. But... I mean, they stay top ten, but I don't think they deserve to be number five after losing to an unranked team. That I, I, was. I guess the yeah, I guess the argument is that Bama basically just had a bad night in a hostile environment, and that I put Ohio State above them and Penn State above them. Both of those teams lost top ten matchups. Yeah, I mean you're right, you're right. I, I just don't. I mean, honestly, if we're looking at this honestly, I feel like Iowa and Cincy. And Oklahoma get beat by Bama. I don't know Oklahoma with Caleb I mean, Williams. I, I get that. I understand that that thought yeah, process of it. But it, go, at this yeah. point, it doesn't matter. It's it's this, it's the records. You know, that's yeah. what everybody's looking at. How, how many more weeks until the college playoff? Uh, I want to say that usually comes out between weeks eight and ten. I forget. So it's it's not far from. It's, no, it's right around I think the I think it's usually after you get to eight games for most teams. That's when it usually comes out. I think I'm not gonna be wrong. Okay, well, and we'll get into more about Bama here in a little while as well because I got a hot take about them because I, okay. I think they are – I mean, I think they're fine in a way, but we'll get to that later. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so this is another thing I caught this afternoon. I thought it was hilarious, so I wanted to at least bring it up. Um, so there was a quarterback. I don't know where he's from. His name is Devin Brown, the four-star. Uh, he went to, apparently went to the Ole Miss game this weekend, and one of the Ole Miss 247 reporters put out a, like, a quote from him talking about the game. Well, he retweeted her and called her out, and then apparently she deleted the tweet, but then sent him a DM asking him to delete his tweet because uh, it was making her look bad. Those, her exact words, it's, it was making me look bad. Yep, I, uh, that's what's hilarious. I, I looked at the link you sent me. It takes you to the original quote that Yancey Porter put up, and, and then he screenshotted his phone, and it says, how did you quote me when we haven't even spoken? Yeah. And she goes, Devin, I took that quote down immediately. Can you please take that tweet down? It's making me look very bad. Dude, it's just, I don't yeah. understand what goes through your head. Like, this is... This is one part of college football that is weird to me. The fact that people's entire jobs is going around and fall, like falling around 7, 16, 17, 18 year olds uh, for like quotes and interviews. Like it's just, it's a little much to me. I love recruiting, but this is, it's, it's a weird culture. Yeah. And it also kind of shines a light to, I mean, cause I, th- I follow uh, Georgia recruiting fairly close now. And um, well, it makes me really question how much, these guys actually say, uh, because I mean, when you read like what she wrote down, it's like, no offense, but that is very articulate for an 18 year old. Now he is a quarterback. 
in general, a lot of quarterbacks who are getting recruited to big schools, pretty smart guys. Uh, well, but that's yeah. not the that's not the you know the rule of thumb. I mean, there are definitely guys out there who are not very well spoken. But I mean, when you read it, knowing you're just like, yeah, that kind of seems made up. <laughs> and I, I, one of the first responses that I crack up when I'm reading this is, is like, did Yancey just learn that there's consequences for your actions? Well, I, so if you read some of the comments on there, apparently she's pretty well known for being, uh, I guess the polite way to put it would be an idiot. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I, mean, yeah. I know I, I saw somebody post, you know, fire against you on one Ole Miss, uh, message board. So, I mean, she doesn't have the support of the uh, fan base for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't, you can't do stuff like that. That's just setting yourself up. Right. You're effectively a journalist lied about what someone said to you Not yeah yeah um, and, and and potentially just ran off a quarterback because eh, if lane hasn't run him off already they can <laughs> put up pretty much whatever <laughs> i mean fair point but still i mean if that were for a different college like that happened at uga i'd be so pissed off oh for sure for sure um all right so in this week's edition of jared is happy but sad for Corey, and Corey is dead inside <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sad for you, bro. I know it's tough, and I'll let you talk about that in nauseam here in a minute. But for now, I'm going to talk about Georgia. Uh, we, we're halfway through our little gauntlet here. We got a pass and two ranked teams down, and it appears that we're going to have two more ranked teams, uh, barring Florida not losing. Kentucky is definitely going to be ranked. Uh, Georgia looked really impressive again on the road in a very hostile envir- environment down at Auburn. Uh, the deli- the defense delivered again. They limited Bo Nix and uh, the rest of the offense to 10 points and 46 yards rushing. One interception, four sacks. Uh, that is superb. That is outstanding. That is more than I could have wished for going down there because I just knew Bo Nix was going to pull out some Johnny Manziel BS and figure out how to get in the end zone multiple times. I thought Georgia was going to win. I just didn't think they would win quite so. I mean, they covered. They more than covered. Um, Stetson Bennett comes in uh, for an injured JT Daniels again. I think they're just resting JT Daniels, which is smart. But 14 to 21, 231 yards, two touchdowns. And he had another six carries for 41 yards rushing. So uh, the mailman almost outrushed Auburn as a whole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my man uh lad mcconkey brock bowers ad mitchell and the running back room just showed up uh for for georgia big time we have so many injuries and these guys mcconkey bowers and mitchell are all true freshmen so that is absolutely huge that they came through um, I, the only issue I have with the offense, uh, is not even with JT Daniels and Stetson Bennett. I feel like for the rest of the season, Stetson can play. Um, and I'm not so sure that Stetson couldn't win big games with this defense. This defense is really good. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but I think Zamir White needs to be the guy that's given the totes. He, he just seems to be the guy that is the toughest runner and he is, he is a load. He's not going to run away from people. I just wonder if he should get some more carries. But I'm not a coach. I don't know the team like the coaches do, obviously. That's just my two cents. So the next game is in Athens uh, versus number 11, Kentucky. 
and Georgia has to win this game because it's pretty much the de facto East title. Uh, if Georgia wins, they pretty much win the East. Um, it's going to be a big game. SEC Nation, College Game Day, and it's Georgia's homecoming. So I imagine the crowd's going to show out. And again, Georgia is so very injured right now, and we really need some guys to get healthy. So I'm hoping we can handle our business with Kentucky and then take a week off before we face Florida. Um, and again, just trying to soak all this in because this is a really special unit. And I hope the wildness as it is this season just stays just outside of Athens because I really am loving what I'm seeing and I want to keep enjoying it. So uh, go dogs! And with that, Corey, tell us about LSU, man. Uh, before we get to LSU, uh, how nervous are you for this weekend? Like legitimate? For the Kentucky game or last weekend? Kentucky. Um, I was pretty nervous just for the fact of how many injuries we had going into Auburn, and then the injuries that piled up from the Auburn game. Um, I'm actually feeling a lot better with. It's in Athens. Um, we are going to get some guys back, but the big news is, is that Kentucky's lost their number two wide receiver and their two starting nose tackles are not going to play. So I think that's going to bode very well for Georgia. And I'm just hoping that we can get a win. I don't care what it looks like. Just get the win and do not get any more banged up than we already are. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, on the LSU side of things right now. Uh, I watched Saturday's game. It was the first time in probably 10 years that I watched an LSU game. It just had, like, no emotion inside. I just sat there and watched it. Like, I didn't get excited. I didn't get mad. I just I just sat there and watched it. It was a weird feeling. Um, it is 7.16 p.m. on Monday. Edward Ron is still the head coach of Louisiana State University Fighting Tigers. Um, I get it. I don't agree with it. Uh, but where we are. Uh, the rumors are that no one wants to be the interim head coach. Uh, we don't really have anyone on staff with head coaching experience outside of, like the high school level. Um, so yeah, just a great situation for LSU right now. Um, as far as the Kentucky game goes, Kentucky just wanted it more plain and simple. They had a desire to win the game that LSU did not. Um, uh, probably the biggest story out of the game, Keishon Butte is done for the year. To me, it looked like an Achilles. Officially, they're calling it an ankle injury. I still think it's an Achilles just by the way he landed and how he couldn't put any weight on his leg. Um, it's just another to the long list of injuries. I mean, Derek Stingley, especially on the defense side of the ball, Derek Stingley, Andre Anthony, uh, Major Burns is hurt, Jay Ward's hurt, Alec Gay's hurt. Um, I mean, we just can't catch a break with injuries just as, as great as everything else is going. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, they ran the ball for the best best performance of the year. Whether that was them actually figuring out how to run the ball or Kentucky just, you know, playing the pass and going to let LSU run for whatever they want because they know they're not going to break any big ones. But when you go out and don't put up any points in the first half, a uh, team that puts up 21, yeah, the game's pretty much over uh, by the time the second half stat starts. Uh, defense's worst performance since UCLA. They are decimated by injuries, like I said. They're tired because the offense can't hold on to the ball. And credit to Kentucky, man, their offense coordinator called a hell of a game. He exploited every single one of our weaknesses um, and paid us pay for it over and over. That's pretty much all I got. Well, I know you're – I know it sucks, man. I, I have been there probably 
it's not been recently, uh, thank God, but it has been quite a bit more than probably LSU has had to deal with, but that's not the point. Um, we were talking earlier in the week, and actually, I say in the week, end of last week, you posted or sent me that video that Josh Pate from Late Kick, where he was talking about how as bad as it is at LSU, they're not like other programs. I mean, so do you still have some hope as far as moving forward past Ed Ogeron as far as what's yeah, coming for I LSU? Um, it depends on the head coach, obviously, but if there's one thing Scott Woodward's proven his track record hiring for other schools and then it's two hires he's made at LSU, he's going to go out and get one of the top people. I mean, he just he just pulled the best women's college basketball coach and I mean, current college basketball coach and brought her to LSU. She'd won like four or five national titles at Baylor, and now she's at LSU. Uh, he did, he's done a really good job with the guy he hired to replace the baseball coach. So I, I don't doubt Scott Woodward's ability. Um, it will be fine. I mean, we're going to lose some players to transfer portal. We're going to lose some players in recruiting. Um, but like we talked about last week, you can do the same thing and fill positions with the transfer portal. Um, I mean, I get why we haven't fired Ed yet. Um, like I said, I don't really agree with it because he's just a, He's a buffoon, man. You saw. The, I mean, I don't know if you saw the video that I tweeted yeah. I mean, I to you earlier, but yeah. that guy, the guy he yells at is one, or not yells at, but gets snippy with. That's like one of the nice, like he has a reputation of being one of the nicest people in all of Baton Rouge media. And that's how your head coach treats them. Well, you have to, I mean, I would think, you'd have to think Ed knows that he's on the outs. Oh, like, for there's sure. not well, they, much I mean, time left. So he, to me, it's kind of a wounded tiger kind of flailing. He said in his press conference, no one's talked to him about his job future. I don't believe that. Man. There's no way no one's talked to him about it. Um, but well, yeah, it's, that's kind of my thing. Like, I understand why we won't fire him because we don't have anyone else to really take over. But he's like, every week that he is the head coach of LSU, he's only going to do more damage to LSU. Yeah. That's the frustrating I, part. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, he has done a pretty fair, fair job at recruiting. And you certainly don't want to have him because, I mean, yeah, it's kind of Ed Odron's the one that's gone off the rails. And you hate to say that, but there's nothing else that's going on other than I mean, him. He's, he's Just cracked. The stuff, he's yeah. cracked. I don't the know. Pre- the really pressure mean. built and built and built, and he is, he is officially cracked. I think the Auburn game, I think it just it broke his spirit. I really do. I, I, I guess so. And you can tell there's a difference in the team because y'all are better than Kentucky, but you could just tell like they don't. They don't. I mean, there's a lot of players on there that don't want to play Fred Orgeron. I do not doubt that at all. Yeah, and you could you could see that. I think I think there's a lot of players who're like, let's get the next guy in here. Give me a reason to stay. <laughs> right. So, but um, anyway, I don't want to. I mean, I'll let you go on more if you want. But I didn't. Yeah, we're good. I'm good. Like I said, man, it's it sucks, but it comes for everybody eventually. Unless you're Alabama or Ohio State, uh, even they—I mean, they've had tough times before too. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Alabama just, it's been 20, as a whole—it's been twenty years, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, it's I mean, been... there was bad stuff with less, but I don't know. This is this is different. It's not this coach refuses to adapt as the coach is a jackass. Yeah, I mean, there's... all right. Uh, week four game reviews. Uh, let's start with Ole Miss, Arkansas. Uh, fantastic game. Ballsy. <laughs> Ballsy call by uh, Pittman to go for the two-point conversion, but his team was exhausted. Yeah, I was it's about either, to it's ask. either win or go home, man. I, I respect I, it. I, yeah, I, I was talking to my dad about it, and I was like, I think Arkansas, I think Sam Pittman made the best call for his team, 
And yep. it's no, no offense to Arkansas, but I don't think they had any more gas in the tank. It was either win on that two-point conversion or they were going to immediately go in and lose in overtime. They were so tired. And I think it's one of those things, too, that even though they lost the game, I think his players have res- have a lot more respect for him, for him putting the game in their hands, especially at least on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah. Well, I think – I mean, I, that shows that your coach trusts you and you all have a good relationship when it is – I mean, that that's not – especially – a top 15 matchup between two power five programs that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I think there is a such, I think there's such thing as almost turning your program around too quickly and having a lot of sex success before you're ready. And I wonder if Arkansas is suffering from that a little bit because they're, they're there coaching wise, but they don't have the players for that schedule. They just played. Yeah. They don't have the best. That was brutal. But in time, I mean, Arkansas, I mean, I'm not saying that they're, like, back, like they're going to turn around and repeat the success they've had this year, next year. Uh, I don't know what kind of players they're going to end up losing. But I think with Sam Pittman at the helm, uh, their recruiting is going to get better. Arkansas is going to be good I mean, for a while. this is the best as they've looked since Jeremy Fadden that were there. Yeah, I just hope the fan base, like, gives him enough leeway. I think so. I think – I think what you would find if you ever, you know, if Mississippi State was in a similar situation, which they kind of were for a couple of years, the fan base is very tolerant because they have such a long tradition of not being very good. Well, Pittman is like, I mean, he's a pit boss. He's the guy. He is like. Well, he's from Arkansas. Isn't he? I, I, yeah. I, I'm yeah. just like, think of, is there anyone better fitted to be that head coach? And I would say no. So I hope that the fan base hey, is you- just patient and because I respect the hell out of him. He was at Georgia. And it's weird. Like, I want him to be successful, uh, maybe not at George's expense, but at some point he's going to be. And I, I'm, I hope he is. I hope he's – because he's definitely got it turned in the right direction. Yeah, the important thing for him, just like it was for Ed, is he's got his nails coordinator hires because his coordinators are going to leave sooner or later. Yep. Um, but I feel like he has less of an ego than Ed, so I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, I think he's quite a humble fellow from just yeah. the press conferences. Uh, uh, but, yeah, just- great game. Yep, Texas and OU, another fantastic game. Um, <laughs> Texas, 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 man. That's yeah. tough, dude. But I mean, I mean, OU's got better talent. I mean, it's it. That's a huge lead to blow. It, so it I don't is. know if you've seen this or not. Texas official, Texas official Twitter account hasn't posted a tweet since they tied the game before they lost. Oh no. It's been it's been over two days. They haven't tweeted anything. Oh God! Uh, so it's like it's like Texas Watch to see like are they just going to wait until they kick off next week? Or I, probably so. Here's a real question for you, though, based on that game. Did that game tell you more about Texas or OU? It told me a lot about Caleb Williams. Well, it told me a lot about Caleb Williams, but it also told me a lot about that that Oklahoma defense and that it is not good. Yeah. Um... Don't know why. I, it was nice to see them actually be able to run the ball a little this week. Uh, Kennedy Brooks had a huge game. I don't yeah. know if that's just running against Texas. I'm also not really sure why Texas pivoted away from Bijan Robinson. They barely used him in the second half with the lead, which made no sense to me. Hey, man. Sometimes coaches outthink themselves. I, I guess. But, I mean, that's surprising out of Sark. I mean, obviously he saw something there, and I guess he just felt like even – Trying to run the clock down was just not a possibility, but yeah, I, mean, I just don't. He used he's, Najee Harris so well last year. You think, yeah, he would find a way to make sure Robin, I mean, yeah. Robin is involved in the game. 
I mean, they weren't exactly stacking the box. Every time they handed him the ball, he was getting nice chunk runs, but they just yeah. stopped giving it to him with any consistency. Yep. So, but that's so, my take on that. It was an amazing game. It was a very entertaining game. So I, I texted you this because I saw it on Reddit and I thought it was hilarious. But uh, just so everybody else can hear it too, just picture in your head a one versus four Georgia versus Oklahoma matchup in the college football playoff. Georgia's winning at halftime. Oklahoma goes in at half, puts in Spencer Rattler, and comes back to win. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't imagine it. I've seen it happen twice. I watched Bama do it to us twice, so I could totally see it happen with another team. And there's something to be said about that. I mean, all jokes aside, there's something to be to train for one QB, and then they have just as capable or maybe even better talented back. He's a much better runner. Uh, I think his arm's probably a little stronger, too. He was launching him. Yeah, I mean, God, that would be absolutely nightmare scenario for me, though. I, I would watch that happen, and just immediately, I think I'd just go into PTSD mode. Like, is this happening? Just, just sitting in the fetal position, just like shaking back and forth. <laughs> it's not happening. This is not happening. <laughs> this can't be real. This can't be real. Yeah. Uh, so another great game with Iowa Penn State, like we talked about in the opening. Um, Sean Clifford doesn't get hurt. I think Penn State wins that game, and I think they win it pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what these two defenses have been able to do. Um, but, yeah, as soon as Sean Clifford went out, Penn State's offense completely died. And I think that game is a testament to what having a backup, a capable backup can mean. Yeah, for sure. Because Penn State's backup could not do anything. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all I got on that one. Uh, Bama versus A&M. I mean, hats off A&M. Let's just I mean, take a moment of silence game. for A&M. <laughs> uh, I cannot believe. I mean, it's the 12th man at Kyle Field, man. 12th man yes. at Kyle Field. Well, the thing, that, the thing that makes it even funnier to me is they finally beat Bama in a year which they are pretty much guaranteed to not make playoffs. Oh, yeah. It's unfortunate for them. But also, I, I'm not really sure. This is what part of make this season so crazy. This season is wild because... Uh, Calzada, the quarterback for Texas A&M, has been a mess. He's been since terrible. He, he has been beyond terrible. I mean, they've had no offense because of him. They lost right. to Arkansas. I mean, it wasn't a blowout. It was 20-10. to 10, But they couldn't score 10 more points. Um, and then they'd lose to Mississippi State. Was that the other one? Yep. Yeah, and then they turn around at home and beat Alabama – who is not – they are not the juggernaut they've been in years past. But I don't even think – Honestly, the game wasn't as competitive as the score makes you think. No. No, Alabama looked like they were freaking out the whole time. And yep. somehow or another – I mean, there were – especially there at the end when Calzada got hurt and then uh, Spiller got hurt, I was like, well, there's a good yep. effort. This is what we've been waiting for. Alabama's yep. going to come back and win. <laughs> but the fact that – Seen it, this movie. Yeah, but the fact that Texas A&M was still able to hold on – that to me, as a Georgia fan, if I see Alabama in the playoffs or at the SEC championship, I feel like we have a complete roadmap on how to beat Alabama now. Yeah. Um, now, I do also believe Alabama is probably going to come back stronger from this loss because that just seems to be... I don't know, man. The same things we've been saying all season are exactly why they <sighs> lost that game. Yeah, I mean, that is fair. But there is a thing with, like, Saban led teams that seemed to, I mean, because it's not the first time he's lost a game or even two, and they just seem to really bounce back from it. Um, Dude, at the end of the 2019 season, didn't that look good? 
Well, I mean, it could be that. It could be the 2019 season again. Which well, I know they, lost two, they only lost two games. but they, Well, they may drop another one. They might. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know who else. I mean, they already beat Ole Miss. Arkansas, I don't think, has Arkansas does not have depth to beat them or the oh, talent, really. Arkansas is completely gassed. I mean, maybe Brian Harson gets some of that, you know, Gus Bus magic rub off on him. Maybe it's just the office or something. Um I could see Auburn beating them. I mean, there was a couple times. I didn't didn't bring this up when we were talking about the game. How infuriating is it to watch Bo Nix play quarterback? (laughs) Yeah, I have it later in one of my hot takes, uh, and so I'll say it again then. He is the most athletic bad quarterback I've ever seen. He just runs and runs and runs and runs and runs, and then he throws it, and somehow somebody's in the vicinity of where he threw it. Yeah, uh, he actually should have turned the ball over two other times, and one just – he got lucky, and the other one, he got lucky that our guy couldn't get both feet in, and then he got lucky that the other one wasn't a fumble. But you're right. He just ran around so much. It's like Johnny Menzel, but with no Mike Evans, basically. Yeah, because he has a good arm, and he's he's accurate. His biggest problem is he has no touch. His decision-making is suspect at yeah. best. Yeah, he. I mean, they cracked me up. He was chewing out uh, the freshman running back, Hunter. Yeah. And he absolutely he's chewing him out. And I'm like, dude, you you Howard like just threw it as hard as you could, and he was eight yards from you. <laughs> All right. Back to Bama versus AM. Uh yeah, it's fine. That's my <laughs> fault. I brought it up. Uh so we've been talking about it all year, you know, Bryce Young, he's good, but how's he gonna deal with pressure? Uh Bill O'Brien's play calling. I mean, you got it first and goal from like the six and you throw three passes in your Alabama. Not a good look. No. Um, the offensive line struggled. The defense didn't look great. Um, I mean, if it, outside of the black punt, you take away that black punt, I mean, A&M wins pretty easy. Yeah. Well, And here's the other thing, too, going back to what you're saying. You get to the goal line and you decide not to run. I know Alabama's offensive line is not as strong as it's been, but Alabama was getting seven yards of carry on I the know. run. And they went away from it inside the red zone every time. So Bill and Brian, in, in a way, is responsible for their loss. Now, I will say this. I didn't watch the whole game. It could have been just once they got inside the 20, there was no way that Alabama's line could match up with Texas A&M's D-line because they, they do have an elite defensive line. They do. Um, and they have really great linebackers in secondary. So it may have been once you crunched them inside the 20, there was just no way to move the ball running it. Um, but still, to throw three passes inside the six, I mean, you gotta you gotta go jumbo and give it a shot. <laughs> like I don't know, Brian Robertson's a great he, he's a he's a power back. Like give that guy the ball and let him try to get in. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, congrats to A and M. Yeah, awesome. Thank you A and M. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan versus Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska man, they kept it close. Let me ask you this: Is is the twenty twenty one Nebraska team the best three and four team of all time? Uh, I, I I don't know about all time, but they definitely got to be in the conversation. <laughs> I mean, almost beat Oklahoma, almost beat Michigan. I mean, I, if I were Ohio State, I'd be looking at that Nebraska game as the last game of the season, I believe, and I'd be very nervous. There's no way that's the last game of the season. I think it is. It's weird this year, and maybe it's Michigan State. Yeah, you're talking about you know teams getting too successful too fast. Oh, oh, oh it's Iowa. State. It's Iowa. Ohio State oh. is third to last game, so it goes Ohio State, 
uh, Wisconsin, Iowa for them. Yeah, I mean, that's so, going to be rough. So Iowa and Ohio State, I would be looking down the road at Nebraska nervously because Dude, ne- Nebraska how is insane would it be week 12. Iowa gets bounced. Number one Iowa loses to Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd be number two, wouldn't they? I'm just saying, hypothetically, if they oh, yeah, all y'all lose or something, just for like don't put that the, down the, the craziness of the season. Number one, oh. well, number two is historically in the one in 2007 that always lost. So yeah, but either way, I mean, this is a year that something crazy like that would happen, and I think Penn State may have kind of exposed Iowa. So there's a formula on how to beat Iowa because yeah, but Penn, it, it's Penn it's State one of those was, formulas that comes down to how much talent you have. So not everything's gonna be able to do that. Yeah, in Nebraska, I think if they keep it out of the hands of Martinez throwing the ball, I think they'll win. He's their quarterback, so it's kind of hard to do that. Well, just hand it off. <laughs> just let him run. <laughs> All right, do the Johnny Manziel thing, but don't throw it. Yeah, yeah, just just run forward. <laughs> uh, Boise State versus BYU, brutal loss for BYU. Uh, <laughs> Boise totally State, man, they're on like their third or fourth head coach since they beat Oklahoma, and they're still out here upsetting ranking all time yeah and uh byu uh really i i my other pick them league i mean i picked them to win on both leagues but the other one i had 10 confidence points that was my 10 point game and they lost and it yeah. really didn't wasn't really close like BYU, well they had a couple turnovers in the first half and that really put them behind the eight ball and they just never caught up yeah i uh i was very surprised at how <laughs> how that went down yeah so, so much for BYU making the playoffs. That's yeah. good for Cincy, though. Yeah, it's even better for Cincy. Uh, UNC somehow lost to Florida State. Um, <laughs> this nice. one isn't. So, actually, I'm a, I'm going to change one of my midseason awards. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I didn't watch any of this game. I just saw Florida State won. That's all I really saw. Yeah, I, I honestly had no intentions of watching this game after some of the performances UNC's put on. I just thought for sure UNC was going to drop 70 on them. And uh, yeah, it's going to be like another seventy-five to forty-eight. Is is Mackenzie Milton starting for Florida State? Uh, let me look. Let me pull the stats. Uh, because if he's not, I would I would be very surprised by that. But I bet he is. He's got to be. Yeah, I, I think he's the future for that program, if, at least for this year, and next year. No, he didn't play. He didn't play. It's uh Jordan Travis. Yep. That is surprising. He didn't play at all. Jordan Travis threw for 145 yards and three touchdowns and ran for 121 yards and three touchdowns. Well, that makes the hell of a sense. game. So that make that's why they just one guy, <laughs> one guy beat North Carolina. Oh, he had five touchdowns by himself. Yep. Good lord. Uh, Notre Dame versus Virginia Tech. Man, I thought Virginia Tech was going to be able to do it. They had him on the ropes until the very end, and then they yep. lost. They brought Cone off. Is it Cone that plays for Notre Dame? I yeah. can't remember. Uh, brought him off the bench. I do know that. And he ended up sealing the deal. Yeah, that's tough. Man. I was rooting for Virginia Tech. I had him in the pick. That was, was going to be my first ever live pick or yeah. live switch, and it would have worked. Might have been on to something there, Jared. Yeah, might have been. Uh, Wake Forest for Syracuse. Syracuse. I didn't watch much of this one. Syracuse kept it close, but then Wake Forest. I think he pulled it out in overtime, right? They pulled it out in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse actually was beating Wake Forest for the entire the game. Of the game. Yeah. I think it was the entire game, and then right at the end of the fourth quarter, Wake Forest tied it up. 
So, again, Wake Forest is the only undefeated ACC team, and I don't know that they have anyone standing in their way now, but we'll see because it's 2021 and shit's wild. Let me look at their schedule. Yeah, they got Army next. North Carolina. Oh, they play NC. uh, That's a pretty rough Final Four games at North Carolina versus NC State at Clemson at Boston College. Okay, so what I was listening to today, I don't know what they're talking about. I guess because UNC and Clemson have just done what they've done, but I could easily see them losing to one of those two. I could and, see them losing to all four of these teams. Yeah, yeah, they got it. I mean, granted, this is a weird year, and I haven't really watched a lot of Wake Forest football. I'm very clear about that. Yeah. I, I mean, if you don't give me a piece of paper and say how many of these games is Wake Forest win, I'm saying zero. I mean, I could see him beating Army, Duke, and maybe. Well, yeah, no, I'm College. just I'm talking about strictly the last four. The last four. I yeah. mean, I could definitely see him losing to UNC, Clemson, NC State, and then Boston College is a toss-up. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's a wild one. Uh, Michigan State and Rutgers. Uh, no Michigan one's told Michigan State that they aren't a top ten team yet, so they're just going to keep winning until I guess somebody finally tells them that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's a solid plan because at the rate things are going, that all they, they got to do is just... be top five next weekend, Jerry. Uh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, oh, so are they number ten? Uh, I think they're eleven. Nope, nope, they're ten. Kentucky's eleven. Okay, so they are officially a top ten team. They were eleven team. last week. They may have been, but they've got what Indiana and then Michigan. Okay, so that's going to be the game of the century, Michigan-Michigan State. An undefeated Michigan versus undefeated Michigan State. When's the last time that happened? It's been a long time, man. Probably be since before the five, App State six, seven game. Years, yeah. Man, that's going to be Oof. that's going to be wild. Is it at Michigan or is it at Michigan State? It is at Michigan State. Ooh, that's this an interesting be, twist. That is an interesting twist indeed. Uh, yeah, Michigan, Michigan State beat Rutgers. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about that one. Um, yeah. Easy. They ran all over them. Yep. <laughs> to one man um, all right, so overachievers and underachievers of week six. I have Texas A&M as much as it pains my soul. As an overachiever, I have Nebraska as an overachiever because the fact that they are playing all these teams close, despite the fact that they're only three and four, they haven't given up. That's a really good sign to see. Uh, and in four state, I mean – your second win of the season is against UNC but on the road at 10 points. It's crazy. Um, underachievers, BYU, shouldn't lose that game. Uh, LSU, because we just flat out suck. And uh, Bama, because they lost a 3-2 Texas a and Yeah, I'll have to agree with all those. Uh, I went with overachievers. I went with Oklahoma. Uh, I don't know if they really – I just feel like Oklahoma has somehow figured out how to win every week, and I just don't think – I mean, maybe they figure it out with Kalen Williams, but I just feel like they are going to lose to somebody. Um, Kentucky, uh, they beat – they just keep winning as well. I don't think they should have won when you look at their – their metrics. I don't see how they beat LSU, South Carolina, Florida. I mean, they cannot convert the ball on third down, so that blows my mind. Uh, and then Wake Forest, they just keep figuring out ways to win as well. So basically, the top three overachievers, they just figure out how to win, and it looks ugly, but they're just they're just there. Uh, underachiever, I just put Auburn here because I just wanted to crap on them one more time on the way out. Uh, 
Notre Dame, they talk about just your, I, I mean, you just feel like this team should be better and they're just doing Notre Dame things. Uh, and then Texas, Texas, I put them on here cause they blew a 20 something point lead with basically the fourth quarter to go. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's every, uh, red river shoot out there. I feel like one team always has a lead early and then the other team just chokes the way. I could be yeah. Wrong. I'll have to say we had a, a question of like what game you would want to go to before you died. Uh, I yeah, I would. I would certainly. Dude, want to we go should to that do a game. trip to an Oklahoma to a Red River shootout at the Texas State Fair. Okay, that would be fun as hell. Let's make a weekend out of it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's see if we can do it next year. All right, cool. So, yeah. hot takes, you're up. Oh, yep, going on to hot takes. All right, um, my hot takes start with Bama is still a championship team who lost the right game. They lost, but they still lost the right one because losing to Texas A&M pretty much ensures that there's no two teams out of the SEC in the playoffs, but Bama just has to win and they're in. So losing to Texas A&M really doesn't do a whole lot of damage to them outright. Uh, My second hot take is, on the opposite side of that, if Georgia loses to Kentucky this weekend, then this entire season is for naught because they can't even go to the the SEC championship out of the East because this weekend is the de facto East championship. Georgia goes or Kentucky goes. Depends on who wins tomorrow or this Saturday. Uh, I said this earlier, so I'll say it again. Bo Nix is the most athletic bad quarterback that I have ever seen. <laughs> he is incredibly athletic. Um, uh, he has everything but what's between the ears because he made so many great bad plays. <laughs> um, and then my last hot take, I kind of threw this one in at the end of the day. There is no clear Heisman candidate coming into week seven, and I find that to be odd. I, I feel like that's not happened in a long time. And that's my hot takes for the week. Okay, so two, two comments on this. Um, I think Georgia can lose to Kentucky, and if Kentucky come out somehow beats Bama in the championship game, y'all get in. There's no. If it's a close I, game against Kentucky, I, I've heard people propose that, um, but I just feel like that puts our fates in the hands of Kentucky, and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But how wild would it be in 2000 or 2021? The two SEC teams that get in are Georgia and Kentucky. And Kentucky's probably ranked number one at this point. Uh, yeah, if that were the scenario, it would, that's exactly what it'd have to be. That'd be insane. Uh, and I agree with you on the Heisman thing. I think, you know, Matt Corral, obviously. I mean, Bryce Young, yeah, he lost the game. He's still going to be in it. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy that there's no, like, runaway favorite so far. Or even, like, two, like, a couple of really strong candidates. I feel like outside of Matt Corral, I mean, even he, he lost a game. So, I mean, there's still knocks on everybody. They I mean, to to me, if I had to pick the Heisman today, as far as I mean, because it's generally an offensive player, I mean, I would have to be looking at Kenneth Walker the third. Yeah, he, you're right. He is the only guy that seems to be lifting up a good team. Yeah. Like if he's not in, I don't think Michigan State wins the games they have. Oh, for sure they don't. So, they didn't score a fraction of the points they scored. So um, to me, that he he's kind of the Heisman front runner right now. I didn't think about him. But yeah, that's a, I mean. He should be the leader right now. He's not getting talked about at all. That's true. No that's, but that's to me, true. that's your guy. Yep. Um, okay, my hot takes. 
if Cincinnati wins out, they are a lock to make the playoffs this year. Bama going down before the SEC championship game, BYU losing, um, and just the other like kind of chaos we will see. I I feel confident saying that today that Cincinnati is a playoff team if they win out. Yeah, if Cincinnati, um, unless since he drops a crazy one, they're almost certain to move up another spot because I, I I'm not positive Iowa escapes. I don't think that even if Georgia and Iowa go undefeated, I think they'll still get under. Yeah, I don't think they're going to drop back at any point. Nope. Um, Big Ten is the te- is the conference that gets two teams in. Uh, and you still got Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, um, Penn State, and Iowa. Maybe did I say Iowa twice? Did I say Iowa twice? Uh, no, you didn't. Okay, so there's five teams in the Big Ten that still have a realistic shot of making the playoff, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I think they end up getting two in because I think we're just gonna, I think this season is just going to continue to be chaos. Because that brings me to my third hot take. I think two more ranked teams lose to unranked teams this weekend. Um, I didn't really look at the games. I looked at a couple of them. I can't really remember. There's some like 25 versus unranked team matchups. So I'm kind of cheating using those. Um, but I think things just happen. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, I didn't look over the schedule too well. But, I mean, I could see Oregon losing again because they just lost uh, their starting running back for the year. In the Auburn's playing week. Arkansas. Arkansas uh, yep. could easily lose Auburn. Texas A&M plays Missouri. How wild would it be if Missouri won? <laughs> I do that would, Jared. LSU could lose every game for the rest of the season, including ULM. If that happens, I'll be the happiest man for the rest of the season. So, um, San yeah. Diego State plays San Jose State, number twenty-four. Uh, hey, so there's a couple of unranked LSU teams. and Florida. I mean, there's always a chance. That that's the weirdest series in the world. Baylor is actually favored against nineteen BYU. TCU versus Oklahoma, Baylor versus BYU, Purdue versus Iowa, Ole Miss versus Tennessee, dude. Don't don't look yeah. now, but Tennessee can apparently play offense. Dude, they put in Hendon Hooker, and their offense has suddenly come alive. Like they are scoring lots of points. Um, so. All right, so since it is the midseason, we're going to do some midseason awards here. Um, so we've got hottest preseason take. For myself, I, uh, I was dead right on Clay Helton being the first coach fired this year. And so far, I'm looking pretty good. He's going to win the Natty. Yeah. And uh, my hottest takes of the year is that Iowa's going to be the best team in the Big Ten and Arkansas beats Texas. I don't know why, but I was on that Arkansas beating Texas bandwagon early. <laughs> you were. Uh, coldest preseason takes. My entire assessment of the Big Ten and ACC, I have been dead wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong about that co- those two conferences. Uh, I am also right there with you. Um, Michigan State, I said, was going to be the worst team in the Big Ten and that the Big Ten missed the playoffs entirely. You said that Wake Forest was easily going to be the worst team in the ACC. Yeah, so just all around laughably bad hot takes on all three fronts. Our Pac-12 for the conference we claim to know the least about, I mean, it's actually looking pretty accurate so far. Yeah, so as it turns out, we nailed the Pac-12. Yep, yep. Um that's the only conference, really, because we've been mostly wrong in the SEC. Well, to be fair to us, I mean, the fact that we got anything right this year has been insane. I mean, yeah. Um, so, the, okay, next award, Joe Burrow, Transfer Portal Player of the Year. Uh, I'm going with the, the running back from Michigan State. I feel like if I wouldn't have picked him before you did, you'd have put his name down. Um, yeah, that's what Kenneth Walker the third. I, I absolutely agree with what you just said because I think, bar none, he has been the one player that has transferred that has had the biggest impact on his team. And like I said earlier, I think he's a he should be a Heisman candidate. B 
being at Michigan State, he's probably not going to get enough love. Um, but dude's absolutely balled out there. Um, I actually have two, and it's Darion Kendrick for Georgia coming from Clemson. He has been a lockdown corner on that side for us. Um, and just so I don't sound like a total homer, Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, I mean, like I just said, he, he goes in at quarterback, and all of a sudden Tennessee's scoring like 40, 50, 60 points a game. So uh, I don't – there's a lot of transfers that have – impacted their teams but i don't think any any of them even compare to kenneth walker that yeah. dude is tearing it up right yeah. now he's the entire offense yeah he is and they can't stop him you know it's him and they still can't stop him all right uh so the 2021 best name awards uh my first uh, i guess this is like these medals yeah i just okay. gave a first second and third all right cold medal goes to cavassier smoke that is a fantastic uh, especially for a running back. Gavassier Smoke. Uh, second up, I'm going with uh, kind of a cheating one because he only plays at junior college, but General Booty, who I think is the son of Abram Booty, who was a wide receiver at LSU. Um, oh, I, thought, I thought it was John David Booty's son. It's, it, they're all related. It's oh, all one big family. Okay. Um, okay. And then my third one, uh, uh, bronze medal to Storm Duck, UNC. <laughs> All right. Well, those are those are solid. Storm Duck was actually going to be on my uh, honorable mention list if you didn't put it on there. Just thought that was hilarious. It's a great name. Um, my first my gold medal is a uh, Smoke Monday from Auburn. I mean, that is just the most badass name to have as a DB. I think Smoke. <laughs> uh, my silver medalist goes to Bumper Pool from Arkansas. Uh, pretty pretty appropriate name considering he plays linebacker. <laughs> and then my hilarious bronze medal goes to Connor Ass Alley. For, he's kicker at Iowa State. <laughs> that is just an unfortunate last name to have. Yeah. But good old Ass Alley. <laughs> uh, I mean, and the worst name for uh, uh, defensive back is Major Burns. So we'll throw him in as an honorable mention. Yeah, Major Burns. Uh, most team, team most likely to drop a random game before the season is not award. We should have picked a team to like the Memorial Award for this one. I, I'll, I'll I'll revisit for next year. Uh, I got Michigan State. They're going to lose a game between now and then. Uh, it may not be a game that's super surprising, but they they have, there's no way they're going to finish up either. I couldn't decide. Uh, I put Oklahoma or Ohio State, but I'll just stick with Oklahoma. I'll say Oklahoma is going to be the most likely team to just drop a random one. They still got to play Baylor. They still got to play Baylor, TCU, and then they still got to play probably Texas again in the Big 12 championship. Yeah. Or uh, Oklahoma State. They still got Bedlam, too. Oh, yeah, they do. And Oklahoma State just is the team that won't quit. They won't die. They they, Uh, will take all your players. The ghost of uh, Mike Gundy's mullet is keeping that team alive. It must be. He sacrificed it to the the Oklahoma Uh, State gods. (laughs) No doubt, dude. Um, The lipstick on a pig award for the team that looks ugly all year and keeps winning. I've got Notre Dame. I have yet to be impressed with the Notre Dame game. Uh, I put Oklahoma again. Uh, You really got it out for Oklahoma, huh? Yeah, I felt that. I I thought I changed that to – Maybe I, I was going to put Notre Dame, but you had it. But Notre Dame definitely takes the cake. Um, Oklahoma could be there. Ohio State could be there. Yeah. Ohio um, State's looked better recently. They have looked better recently. Um, Kentucky? Kentucky's a good one. They they have not looked good. I don't know. Dude, wins, they, look but pretty, they, keep... they look pretty damn good against LSU. <sighs> yeah, but their games before that, like I don't understand how they nearly lost to UTC. Chattanooga. 
Um, most overrated team of 2021 so far. I've got Texas A&M because I hate Texas A&M, and they were overrated, and I was right. And, of course, they win the one of the four games that, like, they were for sure going to lose. Um, yeah. And then Wisconsin, dude. Wisconsin, oh, boy, they are bad. Yeah, they they have totally 180 I think me and you both said that they would be – I think I said they were 1A or 1B between them and Iowa to beat Ohio State. And I had them oop. as a playoff team. Yeah, well, they're not, they're not even close. They yeah, are so tell bad. you what team is definitely not getting in the playoffs. Uh, my most overrated team uh, is going to be Clemson. Uh, that Clemson win, as it turns out, doesn't mean anything for us, and ten- they just they have a great defense and absolutely no offense. Uh, I included an honorable mention of Miami too because there was a lot of talk about Miami upsetting Bama to start the year, and is oh, vulnerable. That's me being a Bama hater. Well, as vulnerable as Miami look or as Bama has looked this year, Miami is just that much worse because. Yeah. I mean, many uh, DS days are done for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you make of the report of Man Diaz saying that Derek King opted to have the surgery and then Derek King basically implying that he didn't opt to have the surgery? Uh, that sounds to me like a coach trying to save his job. Uh, yeah. Or, or something. But to throw your player under the bus, I mean, that's. Well, to be, let's, let's be fair here. This isn't the first time Derek King's opted out. That is also true. Uh, he, I mean, maybe maybe that was Manny Diaz's thought. Is like, who are you going to believe, me, the coach, or me, this kid who's done this exact same thing before? Yeah. So, I mean, there's something to do that. But, I mean, Derek King doesn't have any more eligibility left. No, he's, he's done. Yeah, Yeah, he's done, done. I mean, he was supposed to be done last year, but COVID got him back one more year. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to kind of brag on myself a little bit, um, so our midseason update for the uh, Pick'em League, I have a five-game lead, and right. I'm in like the top 98 percentile. Yeah, you are killing it right now. Uh, you would be winning my Pick'em, my other Pick'em League as well. Uh, I mean, maybe not. You definitely have the best record, but I don't know about it. Depends on how you do your points, but likely you would be winning. Yeah, I so you've been killing. You've been killing it. Yep, I've been. I picked a lot of upsets. A lot of them paid off. <laughs> Yeah, I've also picked a lot of upsets, and very few have paid off. <laughs> uh, all right, so week seven previews, um, UCF versus Cincy. Uh, I think Cincy, this is another test, I guess, for Cincy, but I think they end up pulling it out. Yeah, Cincy's a 20-point favorite. I'm not really looking for this, unless it's just more chaos. Cincy's going to win this one pretty easily. Um, Oklahoma State versus Texas. It'll be interesting if Texas has a letdown game. They are currently the favorite. Um, so we'll see. I'm Hopefully, pi- I'm, I mean, I'm picking Oklahoma State in this one. Are you? You're yeah. gonna ride. You're gonna. You, you did say last week that you were never gonna pick against them again. So this is you honoring your word. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna pick against them because it doesn't matter what injuries they sustain. They just keep finding ways to win. And Texas, on the opposite end of that, keeps finding ways to lose. So I'm going with Oklahoma State. <laughs> Does Oklahoma State run the ball all that much? I have no idea what they do. I, I think they just drag out dead corpses. Ooh, this, is, <laughs> this would be this is also right on the edge of being a ranked versus unranked team. Texas only at 25. Yep. Um, Florida versus LSU. LSU's not going to win this game. There's just there's no hope. Um, this is a crazy series, but this LSU team is the worst we've had since. Well, 
not the worst talent wise, but the worst effort wise that we've had in 20 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can never underestimate, underestimate, uh, let me try English again. (laughs) You can never underestimate Florida. Uh, This is the honorary. I'm going to throw my shoe game to lose this game. It is the cleat. eat. Um, (laughs) That's so much better. Cleat. Yeah. The cleat. eat. Uh, (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. And it's, effectively fired at this point. Everybody knows he's not coming back next year. I mean, you're right. You're right. But I could also see, I could see it going either way. I mean, my betting money says Florida, but uh, I think I picked Florida, but I would not be surprised if I flipped the TV on. I was like, oh, look at this. LSU is beating Florida. How, what a surprise. No. Uh, Kentucky versus UGA. I didn't realize they were going to be favored by 20 points. It, the line has moved. We are at 24 and a half points now. Y'all are a bigger favorite? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. right. I mean, I'm picking UGA, but yeah, uh, I am too. it's our homecoming, and it's going to be a sellout crowd. I, I I fully expect UGA to come ready to go to work. Yeah, uh, Iowa versus Purdue. I've got Iowa. I've, I've got spread, Iowa as well. Spread's low, but I still yeah, know. I mean, that's maybe that's, that's just good old Big Ten football, dude. Yeah, I mean, Purdue has done wilder things in the past, but I just don't that's see true. him. I don't see him doing it versus Iowa. Uh, BYU versus Baylor. I've got Baylor. Um, yeah, I've got Baylor as well. Yeah, they've actually moved since this, they've moved up since this morning. Um, Virginia Tech versus Pitt. I've got Pitt. I don't really feel great about it, but I'm gonna take Pitt. I pick Virginia Tech on this one, but I also don't feel great about it. So, yeah. um, Iowa State versus Kansas State. I didn't grab the spread on this one. I feel like I had I, I haven't heard anything about Ohio, Iowa State since they lost Iowa. I picked Kansas State just because they held it close with Oklahoma, and Iowa okay. State has fallen off a cliff. I just feel like this is this Iowa State's just going to win this game somehow. Like everybody, like no one's expecting Iowa State. That's I mean, that's dry. fair. That's fair. Um, NC State versus Boston College, another ranked versus unranked matchup. I'm picking NC State. I've watched both these teams, but I can't tell anything about them. Yeah, I, I think I have to pick NC State, but I really don't know anything about them either. I remember the end of the Missouri Boston College game. That's the only thing that I vividly remember. Um, and then last pick'em game is Arizona State versus Utah. A- I picked Arizona State, but for this week, I'm going to make my live switch to Utah. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with Arizona State as I've picked them as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean it's a- the crap out of USC this past weekend. Yeah. Well, you don't know what you're going to get out of USC, apparently. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, um, but I'm, I'm going to see if the slide pick thing works. Maybe yeah. I, and, and he needs something to get the mojo back. That you have never lost? Uh, <laughs> I, just got, well, I got 90 one week, and I've been trying to get back to 90 oh, at, like, oh. since then. Oh. I, I want to get 100. If I can get dro- one week I, where I'm just 100% right, like it's make the year. Yeah, I, I've been dropping 10, 10 points a week. Um, these are some non-pick'em games. Arkansas versus Auburn. Um, Arkansas's favorite I think I'm going to have to go with Arkansas. I, think. I just, I don't, one thing I don't know is how injured Arkansas is. If they're like banged up, I could see Auburn win the game. But yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Arkansas. Uh, and the only reason I say that is I believe the game is at Arkansas. It is. It is. And they're and only three and a half point favorite though. They are. And I think that has to do with the fact that they're so beat up. But I still think after the performance against Ole Miss, I, I like, I like Arkansas. Yeah. Um, Michigan State versus Indiana. You think that Michigan State run is finally over? 
No, I think they're going to beat Indiana. I think it comes to an end either at the Michigan game or um, I think they still got to play Ohio State. I think they're yep. going to drop one of their – I mean, it's totally possible. Play, they got to play Penn State, too. Yeah, they're going to lose one, if not three, of those games. <laughs> um, but I don't think it comes to an end against Indiana, so I I'm picking Michigan State. It could, but I don't think it will. Uh, Missouri, and m is only favored by eight. I'm assuming that's what you're shocked about. Is that, is yeah. That three? And dude, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Yes, AM looked really good against Bama. For anyone else who's watched any other AM games, they haven't looked good. No, they haven't, but Missouri has but looked that much worse. Missouri's pretty terrible. I don't expect, I, I expect AM to win this game, and I expect them to actually cover, um, which is something I never say. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, Missouri's just not. They're not great. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like Mizzou is that bad. And this is where's this at? It's at. It's it, it's at Missouri. So no, it's at, maybe, yeah, yeah, it's at Missouri. That's right. So maybe that's where it would be too. It'd be double digit if it were the other way around. Yep. Um, Miami versus UNC <laughs> in the toilet bowl game of the week. UNC is going to drop seventy on Miami to confuse anyone further. And Miami will still put up like 45. 38. <laughs> uh, Bam versus Mississippi State. I think poor Mississippi State. Um, they are going to feel the wrath of Alabama this week. Yeah, Saban's um, going to torch. He's going to torch poor old Mike Leach, man. Dude, I don't know. Dude, how crazy would it be if they come out and look like crap against uh, Mississippi State, too? Now, that would be something I would not expect because I believe they're at Mississippi State. They are, dude. Those cowbells. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, what's it, worse, the cowbells or the Mandy Whistler? Uh, oh boy, that's a <laughs> nails on a chalkboard or knife on a plate. They're both <laughs> suck. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, and then last one is TCU versus OU. Um, I think OU wins that game pretty easy. Uh, and I pick, I'm picking Bama to beat Mississippi State, by the way. But, yeah, I also think Oklahoma is going to figure out a way not to, to drop this. But I, I feel like this might be the last chance. I don't I don't think anybody – Oklahoma, if they get past this game, I think it's going to be the Big 12 championship before they have another threat. Yeah. Is that, is that true? Because, yeah, they play TCU, Kansas, Texas Tech, Baylor – Iowa State, Oklahoma State. So that's not entirely true. Uh, TCU, Baylor, and Oklahoma State potentially, but really only Oklahoma State. That last game of the year might end up being, well, they call it bedlam for a reason. Yep. I don't know if you've looked at the schedule for this week, but we actually have a special Tuesday night game tomorrow. Oh, no, I did not. It's it's App State and ULL. Oh. It's actually a pretty – pretty good matchup for a Tuesday. Yeah, I think one of the top named players plays for App State. Uh, wasn't anybody on my list? No. Uh, Iowa State. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep moving. I'm going to look this up, though. All right, well, it's random topic time, and you, you're answering this one first. Um, you're the best criminal mastermind in the world. What crime would you commit if you knew you could get away with it? I would steal all the chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, if I were the best criminal mastermind in the world, what crime would you commit if you knew you could get away with it? Um, if I knew I could figure out the key to blockchain and steal everyone's Bitcoin and get yeah. away with it, I would absolutely do that. 
to go full nerd. Uh, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) (laughs) Just to say you can? Uh, Just so I can give it to Nick Cage. Oh, man. What a gentleman. Uh, Yeah, that's 100% what I would do. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Okay, so this this is a purely hypothetical question here. This is not something that we're pulling anything from real life about, because obviously no one's this crazy. Um, if you're, say you're in a group chat with an LSU, an Alabama fan, two LSU fans, one Alabama fan, one Georgia fan, and two guys who really don't care. Um, and you, all you do is run your mouth about how terrible LSU is and uh, how great fan is. Do you block everyone's numbers and quit talking to everyone once your team loses to him? Well, you know me, man. I've talked to y'all for years, and we've managed to blow Dude, I've, so many big games. The fact that I'm still talking to anyone in 2021 is a, is a miracle. Yeah, well, at least at least we may see him again at Halo. <laughs> well, I mean, Battlefield comes up before then, if you like. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, uh, last one. Favorite childhood recess game? So I've got two. Um, it's called Smear the... And a word that starts with the letter Q and rhymes with smear. I'll let you figure out that one on your own. Uh, and tetherball. I was a king at tetherball and that other game because I was just bigger than everybody else when I was a kid. <laughs> and that's all you really need in those two games. Yeah, uh, I guess Frank posed this question. Yeah, because something to do with Squid Games, which as I understand it is a show on Netflix that is mostly in Korean, I believe. Yeah, it's also a wild, wild show. It takes it takes childhood games, and then uh, pretty much the consequence of winning is you live, and consequence of dying is you don't. I mean, <laughs> losing is you die. Yeah. Never mind. Eh, you know what? Right. I, eh. English is it's, English no, no, it's is cool. not my thing. No one knows. <laughs> uh, uh, but the games that I've picked were dodgeball and sharks and minnows. We when I was in elementary school, we had a, a version of this where you ran across from end of court to end of court and the basketball court itself was the water this is the way we prevented it. so basically it was just run from one end to the other without getting tagged and if you got tagged you went from a minnow to a shark right now i, I know the, the the pool version of the game I played it. yeah but that that the, our pe teacher put it in and i love that game uh so i was a master kind of just um duck duck goose but you run kind of but everybody's running I mean, it's like chaos. Like ten kids are picked to be the sharks, and then they just slowly. Dude, that was the ultimate. That's how good you were swimming. Where because if you could, you go deep and sharks and minnows ain't nobody getting you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just had to be better than everyone else. No, dude. All right, so that kind of wraps it up for this week. Um, don't forget to check out social medias: uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, all those. Um, Go Tigers, I guess. (laughs) Go Dogs and uh, happy President's Day? Columbus Day. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Uh, Adam, you're still short and you're a bitch for not answering our phone. Your phone. (laughs) We love you, Adam. No, we don't. (laughs) Later. (laughs) See ya.